Welcome everyone to another edition of the Dress of a Watch podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, this was the one I was wearing just maybe two hours ago, and uh, so so that's it's a that's beautiful watch. Yeah, yeah, it it is. I got it many many years ago from my parents, um, and um, use it for special occasions, basically. And I mean, I have a strong connection to Jäger Lekutre as well. The first watch I ever bought was the Jäger Lekutre. It was a time only. Um, it's from the, I think, 60s. And I bought it back then in, in Argentina when we were there with our family. I was 18. I just turned 18. And it was sort of the first watch that I bought to a big birthday. And I remember I, all my savings I took. And uh, I think it was about... 700 euros translated to today about but i still have that watch and i still love that watch and it was jaeger yeah very good and and i'm actually i'm you know it's my birthday tomorrow and i already i so i i try to of course not every year but every once in a while if i buy myself a new watch i will buy it on my birthday or for my birthday just to link it to a special time and I just ordered myself a Cartier tank from the 70s. Oh, very nice watch. Very nice. It's, it's a shape I don't have yet. It's a, it's a brand I don't own yet. Um, and that's also, choice. I think, important. Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah, when you, yeah, it's beautiful. I can't wait. Black yeah. dial. Very cool. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I have a friend um, from, he's, he's uh, from Switzerland. So he's, I think he's not watching, but doesn't matter. He's a big, big fan of, um, of Cartier and vintage watches. And he's also a big fan of the tank. And uh, he's a very big fan of the tank basculant. So this is the one yeah. that, that turns. And um, he, he, would, he would definitely agree with you to, to yeah. pick, pick that and, um He's sadly also not watching right now, but Mr. Goldberger, <laughs> who we both love very much, yeah. a very if not one of the biggest collectors um, of all times. He also, um, I, I sent you a screenshot. He started following me yeah, uh, last week um, and I wrote him and I told him like, you know, my birthday's coming up and I'm thinking of watches and, and, and what do you recommend? And he's like, look, he's a big Cartier collector as well. And he said, true, yeah. try to find a Cartier from the 60s and 70s, beautiful watches, um, still a bit undervalued. He's, I think, bringing out a new book about Cartier as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm very happy, and that was just that just worked out perfectly. So, so how actually how did the passion for watches evolve, or how did it come up for you? So, um, I mean, from my background, I'm from Israel. I'm from an Oriental family. We all wear a lot of jewelry. So even if I'm not wearing a watch, I'm always wearing jewelry, and you know, it goes to back in the days the the, the nicest jewelry a man usually wears is his watch and um therefore i didn't want both my hands full of like jewelry so i always had a lot on one hand and had my left hand free so i always wore a watch um starting you know with a g-shock when i used to skate um and i was a kid to cool swatch watches that just i could color coordinate to what i was wearing so a watch on my wrist has always been part of my life since i was very young yeah and then with 18, as I said, I wanted to buy my first proper watch. And that happened to be a, a time only because, of course, when you're starting off, that's probably 
where you're going to start entering from a price level. You know, the second you start going for complications, of course, the price shoots up. So I was looking for an elegant watch that I could wear. And, and I always, so I have quite small wrists. Yeah, me too. So for me, it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult, but it's a, I mean, it's a blessing if you like vintage watches. It's difficult true. if you Absolutely, want to buy yeah. modern watches. Absolutely true, yeah. So, um, so that's why I always saw, I saw like modern watches are always too big for me. Yeah. And, and I also, I didn't, I love old things. You know, when it also the rings and the jewelry way, I try to buy old things. I love the story. I love that somebody wore this watch maybe 50 years ago. I don't know what kind of life they had. I don't know where they lived. They, they could have worn it to work every single day. They could have worn it only on special occasions. But this watch has meant so much to someone. And how it so often is with them. Um, for a very long time, sometimes you... Maybe you don't lose the appreciation of it, but you it becomes very daily. It becomes very normal. Yeah. And then to give something a second life where someone is then the first owner and cherishes it and it's their everything, I think that's so beautiful. And I, I have that approach with art, with watches. So I'm also not a hoarder. I'm not someone that would say all the things I buy, I want to keep forever. I have no yeah. problem and I'm not talking about selling to make a profit, but if there's a watch that I see I don't wear so often, and I see there's a young person who wants to get into watches and doesn't know what, I, of course, would also sell one of mine, unless it has a very strong connection to me and, you know, I have an engraving on it or something like that. But yeah. just that story, that evolution is beautiful, and you only have that with vintage. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's the, the last part of selling a watch is for me a bit different, to be honest. I feel that... If I would um, have to sell one, I'd regret. I'd regret it some at some point. So I try to Wait, keep my collection. Second. Yeah. My sound broke off. Okay. Second. Wait. Talk again, one. Is it fine now? Do you hear me? I take this off okay. because my. Give me one second, because my mom yeah. is trying to call me the whole time. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. I'm going to take this off. Sorry. My mom is trying to call me the whole time, and it keeps coming in. <laughs> That's why. The, as I said, it's my birthday tomorrow. I think she wants to know what I'm up to. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's totally okay. No, I was just saying, for me, it's a bit different in selling, in selling a watch. I'm trying to keep my collection as small as possible. Um, so, so for me, selling a watch at this point where I'm at right now, I would feel that I would regret it at some point in time. But I also don't want to have a big collection, but rather keep it narrow. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, also having said what I've said, I've never sold a watch. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't have a big collection. I also believe in, in, in saving and cherishing and, and looking and searching for that right watch rather than just following trends and buying what's hot. But I'm just saying that sort of, yeah, idea of maybe it won't be mine forever is also okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, for me it's, a, it's, a bit, it's a bit easier because I have a lot of, a big collection on, uh, on bracelets and everything. So this is the thing. If it's, if it's done, I throw it out and then I get a new one. So that's, that's a bit easier. So I have a, yeah. a new watch every day. 
also yeah this vintage watch zilla what you what is also right like you know like you only sell when you find something better or if there's something you want to yeah. you can't afford but if you could sell a couple from your collection to get something bigger also okay yeah definitely and then and what i learned from you is the changing of the bracelet yeah the second you change the leather strap it's like you have a whole you have a new watch again it just changes it completely and that's why also you know we were i'm getting some new bands from you to switch yeah. up my watches yeah and i'm really excited for that as well do you want to see it i have it here with me yes yeah i would love to see them yes okay i'll show you so this one i've already showed you yes this is beautiful the, especially the, the back alligator yeah alligator skin with the with the caoutchouc core beautiful and it has the gold buckle i hope you can see it that it's gold i can't see it from here but i fully trust you <laughs> and then and then what i also have is the black one the suede one very excited for that it looks like this i hope you can see when i can do maybe i can change my screen and then you can see it wow yeah that looks really cool yeah you have the the structure and everything it's not too much but it's it's more than than the one that i showed you yeah and it's actually made from the um it's actually um um made from an antelope skin oh wow yeah and what we also did is we to to keep the 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 style of the bracelet we we used the um upper side of the skin for the uh, for the loops right yeah beautiful so it looks real cool so as soon as you get your watch back and we are allowed to go outside yes i will i will have we meet up and then we can exactly we can do a little okay. story and we can show before yeah. after of all the watches yeah. yeah yeah definitely definitely so we've talked a little bit about um your passion how it came about your first watch um so as every collector as every watch enthusiast you get your information from somewhere you try digging deeper so what what where do you drive your inspiration from or where do you get your um where do you tap into the community so i started with hudinki you know the that just opened for me the world of vintage the world of just geeking out on watches the amount of information like you know knowing reference numbers um knowing that a daytona is not just a daytona um so hudinki sort of opened my eyes to the depth of the world of, of watchmaking yeah. and horology and and i read a lot and then you know watching talking watches where you just see beautiful collections and then researching on watches that popped into my eyes during those collections and seeing what are the variations so hudinki number one page for me for inspiration then i'm very lucky that one of my parents's best friends he's called um fred watch and he is the leading expert on breitling on vintage breitling worldwide so his network of people of course is insane and every time i sit down with him um i just get so much knowledge about watches um we're saying hudinki is not the best source of knowledge i, I know but hudinki is a, is a nice first step you know it's a it's a nice introduction it's very beautifully made they they think of their content in in making it very consumable for people who don't know so much about it so i still love it 
um but then friends and then just things like this you know yeah. meeting other watch lovers and talking to them yeah yeah i think if you if you really want to dive into the knowledge and if you really want to know a lot um and more in depth i think the best thing to do is go to go to the forums and everything where you have these serious um experts on yeah. different references even and so i think i totally agree with you hodinki is a super nice platform even for starting off to get a base knowledge on 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 watches so also for me and i then, enjoy i enjoy reading there as well and then another thing is where where we're often scared is to go to a watch shop like True, yeah. you know i i work together with bucher now and doesn't matter who it is but just daring to go into a shop even if you're going to buy something or not but talking to the watch experts most of these big stores have experts for specific brands as well so um yeah and yes except for vienna as well we live in vienna and but so you know going into the store if it's you want to get yourself an omega or a rolex or whatever and ask the ex- experts and ask them like what makes this watch so special or what is this reference or how does it look on the inside can you open it up can you show it to me how do i take care of it so don't be scared to to just ask yeah totally and i think you tapped into a um uh you tapped into something that we discussed earlier where you said about servicing your watch and you'd like to know what i do um so i'm a bit more fortunate um because uh, due to my background and due to the company i work for and the family business and everything um we 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 have experts in watchmaking so we have in in switzerland we have our own uh, service shops so if i need to repair something i can send it to my colleagues and and they will repair it and um but i rarely do it because most of the time as long as it's working um the the thing i do if if i'm on a business trip to switzerland i have them check it through just to see if everything's okay just a quick check check from now and then and yeah. then maybe every 5 to 7 years um i send exactly. them in for service exactly. yeah yeah so I, that's what i've done now it's been 5 yeah. years or so some of them i've never brought to service and yeah. and some of it's just a bit of oil that needs to get changed but True. if you don't do it and it doesn't mean that it always has to cost so much sometimes it's very cheap the service yeah. but very necessary for the longevity so yeah. definitely don't be scared to service your vintage watches yeah yep would you would you buy a new watch actually so it's been on my mind yeah it's it's not my first sort of go to but yes recently um I would also love the feeling of having the box and the papers and and, and being a being a first time owner. Yeah. And I think um when it comes to that it would probably be a Patek. You yeah. know, the day I can buy myself a first my first Patek Philippe, I think that when it comes to vintage you're talking about a price level which is very very high. Yeah. And um you know, maybe I will also be able to afford one of those one day, but I think as getting like my first again time only maybe calatrava or something like this um for a special round birthday maybe to my 40th or i don't know what um and to have my name on the certificate and then you know as the brand states you know pass it on to my kids one day i think i think if we went went with a patek yeah i think i would go first hand as well would be cool yeah and also a brand that i love at the moment which i think is doing really good is tudor yeah i think tudor is bringing out it's not my sort of I'm not I don't wear such sporty watches but I feel like they are being innovative 
and they are bringing out cool watches and for someone who doesn't want to go to Rolex but likes that look i think it's a great brand to to look at and with the black bay 58 they did something very nice where they have a, a smaller size for people like yeah. us that have a smaller wrist exactly so, bring the 57s back 56 yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the smallest watch you have uh, it's a uh, 34 actually yeah it's mm-hmm. 34 it's a swatch yeah it's from the jelly i think it's jelly uh, collection and it's mm-hmm. There's a big story behind Swatch. Um I don't know if uh, we've discussed it before. I definitely discussed it on one of these sessions already. Um but um the my company or the my family company we used to produce the um, the straps for Swatch. So all these um all these plastic or or um PU um straps we used to make in the past. um i think in the 70s and uh we were the ones um that in collaboration with omega that created uh, in collaboration with swatch that created the technology behind it and so we have this huge wall in in clarenfurt in our production where you see all the models that we wow. uh, that we did at that time so That's this was funny. this was one of them or we did one of these this specific one is not one of this line but um But yeah, this is why and my father and my grandfather they have a collection of of Swatch watches Swatches. due to that. So very cool. Um, this is actually one I got passed on from my grand grandfather. He said I can have it and uh, Cool. I like that. So now now I'm wearing it and and it's really nice. And it 34 is I think for me the the border. I wouldn't go I wouldn't go under 34. I think 34 is perfect. Yeah. um yeah. but depending also on the watch it might seem a bit too small um yeah that's just my opinion on that other than yeah. Yeah. other than that i would not go over 42 because i feel 44 46 is just too big for me yeah um no, I, i don't go over 39 yeah uh, most of my watches are 35 36 37 yeah i got a yeah. 34 as well an old membox um jegelkutter but nice, that's also yeah. 34 is borderline it's also cool but it's the smallest 35 yeah. 36 yeah it's cool yeah and uh and yeah so i think i i do have um i do wear the a panerai from my father sometimes it's a 44 but i really like the case and the case of the panerai it doesn't it doesn't feel so big on the wrist so it's also okay to wear but most of the time mm-hmm. i stick to 39 or 40 as a max yeah, yeah. perfect you have Very a braille cool. watch i uh, yeah too many <laughs> yeah <laughs> too far too many i i mean, recently i've been diving into uh, audemars piguet a little bit so mm-hmm. i feel that that this is a brand um that has a lot of history that uh, i just like the design of the royal oak but i feel that also same as with the nautilus it's just a bit overhyped um yeah whereas if you go back a little bit for 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 smaller wrists you go for a 36 with a 14 uh, 790 with the old mo- older models you you have a perfect perfectly nice watch at a reasonable price as well so so i think that's something i'd go for um and in terms of grail watches i think somewhere we're we're around somewhere that i'd go for a lange und söne 
Um, yeah. I, I looked at a Zeitwerk a couple of, well, months ago, back when I was in Hong Kong um, in, in earlier this year. Um, and I really, I really like that watch. It, it's a bit bigger, um, but yeah. I just like what they do. And it's such an amazing piece. And also they have this unique DNA with their big windows and everything for, for, for the date function or the day function. So that's, that's really something I, I'd like to go into. How about you? Um, I mean, my, I mean, for me, one of the most beautiful watches in the world is a 1518 Patek with a pink dial. I mean, there's like nine of it in the world. I'm just talking ter in terms of like aesthetics, not about like yeah. wearing. But, but I mean, for me, Patek has just made the most beautiful watches. I think I've been looking into like a 4072 Vacheron Constantine, which are also similar to old chronographs from Patek from the proportions and yeah. a fraction of the price. Yeah. What I've also been loving recently is the combination of steel and gold, but not like Rolex steel and gold, but also Patek and Vacheron. They have steel and gold combination chronographs, which are insanely beautiful and unique. Yeah. And of course, the prices are, yeah, they're hard to tame. But I think an old Patek chronograph, yeah, that's, cool. that, that, that's, that's the grail. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Yeah, I think for 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 our first for for that I think for today. Thank you for joining us. Um, You're very um, welcome. Um, we we do still have some time for some questions. If anybody wants to ask something, or maybe do you, do you have any any other additional questions? I mean, or anything where you'd like you to talk about? about? Uh, very, well, different. very different. Yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, I bought some from um, from I bought my Speedmaster from Wilhelm. Yeah, where I met met up with that guy and then bought it from him, and then yeah. I uh, I bought from an authorized dealer. Mm -hmm. um, I bought some secondhand, uh, and I'm now looking into buying online, maybe something from Kono Twenty Four, but I still. Yeah. I'm still hesitating because I'm not 100% sure if what I get, if it's without papers and without box, if, if I can feel comfortable with spending a bigger amount of money and then have no idea yeah. what I'm getting. Hey, Christian. Yeah. So Christian Hagen is, is in here as well. I just, uh, I was having a nice talk with him last week. So it was very Amazing. Cool to have, to hear his story. Yeah. Perfect. But, I say what we do is um, as soon as I get my watches back from the service, Sounds good, we yeah. could do a little um, live or story, but we could definitely show how to change the straps on a watch, how yeah. a watch looks so different with a different strap and, um, and continue from there. Yeah. Very Sounds excited. good. Sounds good. Sounds perfect. good. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Hat looks great. Thank you. I hope to see you soon. Yeah. Same. Have a nice evening and, uh, have a nice birthday tomorrow. Yes, thank you very much. You're thank welcome. you. Okay. Okay, bye. bye, -bye. Ciao.